You're listening to the Free to Use Sounds podcast. Welcome to the Free to Use Sounds podcast. I am your co-host Libby, and across from me is the one and only Marcel. Please greet the listeners with love. <laughs> Good evening. <laughs> you know, I'm German. There's not much love in the language. Oh. It's just good evening, good Abend, hello. It's Halloween, so we're doing our best to have a quiet evening in and recording this podcast. We're coming to you back from Zagreb, Croatia. We're going to be leaving in just a few days to Turkey, and we wanted to talk about something very important. Very important indeed. It's a question we get frequently and a lot of curious people around the world are wondering, Marcel, about you and how it all began. How somebody with zero knowledge and experience was able to make a living following their passion. So what we're going to do in this episode is talk about all of that. And we're also going to give some words of wisdom along the way, aren't we? Trying. Before we jump in and tell you all the juicy details, I mm. figure we should probably talk a little bit about ourselves, just so you have some context of who we are and about free-to-use sounds. So Marcel, will you tell the listeners out there a little bit about us? Just a little bit. Yeah, we live in Marcel and we travel the world since 2015 and we have the website Freedue Sounds. What is the site for ambience and field recordings? Of course, it's not the site. This is one of the sites that you can find on this internet. <laughs> this thing called the internet. The internet. And yeah, people all over the world come on this website or on our Bandcamp account, what is linked with the website. And download these sound libraries for any kind of projects. Yes, we get a lot of nice feedback from people all over. Very gracious of the work we're doing. And it is such an honor that we've been able to do this for over three years now. And that's why we wanted to talk about how you started with field recording. Because you didn't have any experience you didn't even know necessarily what a field recordist was when you picked up your first recorder. So we're going to we're going to jump in now. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about the day it all happened. Yes, yeah, great that you say this because the Zoom H1, we had this thing in the backpack way before we actually started recording sounds. Would you not tell us the listener how did we got into the Zoom H1? Oh. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. Yes. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I wasn't expecting that. So there is a YouTuber out there. I haven't checked in on him in uh, several years now, but his name is Nikocado Avocado. And we met him in Chiang Mai, Thailand. And he makes mukbang videos. So typically he'll eat tons and tons of food and have these conversations on video and then he puts it up on YouTube. Well, since we first met him, his audience has grown immensely. Marcel's actually looking it up right now. 
to tell us how big his audience is now. But why I'm telling you all of this is because you never know how ideas come to you and how you may be introduced to someone and how it can lead you down a completely different path. What do we have here? 2.1 million followers. <laughs> yes, 2.1 million followers. So when we met him, he had maybe, I don't know, 5,000 or something. We don't want to talk too much about numbers, but it's quite interesting to see where he's gone with this. Anyway, I watched one of his videos and I asked him, I said, why is your audio quality so much better than other videos? And what, what device are you using? And he said, oh, I'm using a Zoom H1. And we thought, well, we need one of these. We want our audio to sound good. So when we were in Chiang Mai, we went to the electronics store that sells guitars and other types of electronics. And you bought one of them. Yes, I bought the Zoom H1 and they gave me a foam. It was a red foam, right? Yes. Well... I changed it to a black one later. Okay. But yeah, they gave me a, a red one. I'm like, I don't know. Then I got the black foam. Just the foam, no wind protection. Just, well, not the wind jammer, more the foam. <laughs> it was yes. just a foam. It didn't do so much, but it was something. We had this recorder with us. We used it for our own YouTube channel mainly to do voiceovers or if we were using a vlogging setup and the audio wasn't so good. We also had a Rode lavalier that you could get an adapter and connect it into the H1. So we were using it that way. But that's not how it started with you and recording sounds, right? That's different. YouTube was us recording for YouTube. But going on the sound journey, let's talk in depth about that and what led you to do this. I think with having a YouTube channel, Libby and Marcel, I was already aware that I want quality sound. Just as a side note, because some people that have YouTube channels, they, they are not even aware of it and they might not even care. They care about the visuals, but not about the sound. So at that time, I was already aware of having quality audio. If you have already watched the YouTube video, how field recording changed my life, how a $100 field recorder changed my life, then you already know a little bit, but I think we go more in depth in this podcast. Now it is 2017 and we are in Cambodia working on a project for an NGO. We help them on a video project. And then Libby in Phnom Penh, she filmed these pigeons. pigeons. Like pigeon flies going up into the sky. And then later on, she came back home. And what did you do? Well, I wanted to recreate the sound of the bird flapping because there was music playing, there were kids screaming. The audio from the actual birds did not sound very good. And I also was just using the microphone that was on the camera. I didn't have any external microphone. So I knew that this wouldn't enhance the visuals. I'd seen so many people create beautiful work on YouTube and on Vimeo wherein they were using sound effects and talking to people about it. Sound effects uplift the visuals. It's so underrated. And this project forced me 
to reevaluate my technique and start to pay more attention to audio. And Kirill. Yes, Kirill, who we were on his podcast, Creators Insight with Bryn, and we talked about this, but we also talked to Kirill before this project had happened. In Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Back in 2016, I think, even when we met him. And that idea really sparked in me about utilizing sound design in films. And that was just something with me until I started in post-production on this project. I thought, okay, now it's time to pull out the big guns. It's time to try my hand at putting sound effects and sound and ambience on the visuals. When it got to the point when I was looking for this bird flapping sound, I went on the internet and I didn't know where to start, honestly. Where do I find sound effects? What can I use? Can I use something from YouTube? Can I, can I find Pond 5 and use it there? What about the licensing? I suddenly got very overwhelmed by what I could actually use and what was high enough quality, what worked for the project. And we were looking together at one point, right? Mm -hmm. We both started searching for sound effects. And not knowing anything about sound effects, right? Nothing. I couldn't have said one place where I could have found sound effects. But the first thing is when you look for sound effects. Today, I think Zepsplat is one of the biggest who comes up. Ellen, hello, if you listen to this podcast. <laughs> and anybody else, if you're looking for great sound effects, ambience recording, always check out zapsplat.com. Ellen is an amazing guy. Uh, this is not a plug. She's <laughs> just a friend yes. uh, that, we, that I could connect over the years with because that's also really awesome if you have a sound library and you know, you, you're doing the same thing. There are really awesome people out there who help you also want to help you mm -hmm. and Ellen was one of the my kind of like mentors yeah, in a way yeah I can say that I kind would of say a mentor that. yeah because I always had I had questions or I got interesting emails from people and Which I didn't know what to say and about licensing Ellen from Zepsplat he was my mentor mentor and you know, maybe back then I may have been on Zapsplat and I didn't even know it now looking back. Maybe that's possible. But we didn't know what to do, right? So what what happened when we hit this wall of finding a sound effect? Now there was my bag, right? The camera bag. And I saw a Zoom H1 recorder and I looked at this recorder and like, you know what? If I can't find the sounds that I'm looking for, then I just record my own sounds. Little did I know about the ambience and the noise in Siam Reap. So I went out on the next day trying to find birds. What we mentioned earlier in this episode is that we recorded or filmed the scene with the birds in Phnom Penh. But now we're already in Siam Reap, which is a complete different city, different soundscape, different noise, sound, everything's just different. It's all less busy than Phnom Penh. But at that time, I that was my focus. My focus was I go out in the next on the next day 
and I try to find pigeons and then I just record the wings with the Zoom H1 and my iPhone headphones. And I realized very quick that it's not that easy to find pigeons. A lot of pigeons. I don't think there were any pigeons. <laughs> yeah. In Siem Reap. I don't remember seeing any now. But the thing is, when you walk around and you listen, then you realize, wow, man, all these sounds, it's so much. Something that, something that so many people don't acknowledge or realize. Also today, when I walk around with my equipment, here in Zagreb, man, people look at me, they don't know what that is. They have well, no idea. We didn't have the the benefit of it being Halloween too. You were getting so many weird looks today. Yeah. <laughs> I think people were expecting you to be some character and they couldn't put the puzzle together while they're looking at you. Like what Ghostbusters is... with the boom pole and the microphone on top, <laughs> looking out of my bag. Yeah, what, yeah like, what is what, what is he doing? What, what character from what movie is this guy? <laughs> Yeah, very interesting looks. But now back to 2017. So I walked around CM Reap and then I said to myself, you know what? I might don't find any pigeon or wings. I probably just start recording whatever I can find just for the fun. Also, I want to see and listen how this recorder sounds like. Now there was a construction with women working on the construction. They shuffled gravel from left to right and I cleaned it and I thought you know what I'm gonna record that and then I turn on this recorder but I also realizing so I'm sitting in front of a construction and the women start looking at me starting like giggling and like <laughs> talking and it was kind of interesting because I realized that I'm doing something very unique here that not so many people are doing most people might take pictures or video but just sitting somebody with something in the hand, holding it straight on with headphones, that's new for a lot of people. And then I turned on the recorder and the sound hit my eardrums. But was the craziest thing is that you have the construction sound in front of you, right? But what you hear, especially through a recorder, because everything is amplified so much louder was the tuk-tuks in the background, kids singing far away, traffic, honking, and then shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. So many sounds at once. And that was such an incredible moment. was my first recording you just have listened to the very first recording I did but then the same day I recorded sounds until the battery died and then I went back home and told Libby everything about it like how cool that is that I discovered something that maybe nobody really does because <laughs> I don't know anything about sound at that point yeah you were so excited when you came back that day I remember you said you have to you have to listen to this. You have to listen to what I recorded. And I'm thinking, well, did you get the birds? Because <laughs> that's what I need right now. <laughs> you know, this is great, but that's not exactly what I'm looking for. But I could tell you were so enthusiastic about this. It was a completely different Marcel in front of me, really, when you came back that day and explaining how you went around 
how you could hear in such a different way, which is, I think, why now I have such a different appreciation for sound because I came through the video cinematography route, photography, everything seemed to be concentrating so much on visuals in my life that I never really understood the immense value of sound until I saw how excited you were and you would let me listen to your recordings. It's like, oh, wow, this is great. This is cool. But it wasn't that I recorded. It was all you, right? And it's a completely different experience when you are in it and you are there and you're present and you're not only archiving something that other people can use, but you become more present in the moment. It's almost like showing a picture to somebody and they're not that is excited because you live through it. And that's what I realized with, with you and your journey of sound, how much more you've experienced the world since 2017. It's a completely different chapter of travel now because we're going to different places in different parts of a city that we never would have gone to otherwise. I also have a question for people who might listening or never heard about or thought about sound. If you look at the photo, just any photo that a person shows you, have you ever thought about, I wonder how that place sounds like? <laughs> yeah, right. I never did this in my life before. Now, and I always refer to Greg Simmons, who's also... I can call him as, as another mentor I had on my way that I found. Greg Simmons, he's an incredible human being. He also had sound expeditions, so he did all this incredible sound expedition. When we are in Penang, we're sitting in a cafe, we talk about sound, videography, pictures, and then he said something that stuck with me. And it's so true, and I always bring it up. Always remember, Marcel, a picture ends at the frame. But the sound is everywhere. And I'm like, that is so right. So right. And it's just incredible, the difference. Because if I show somebody a picture from a market in Japan, from Bali, or from, let's say, Croatia, you look at a photo, but you will never experience how it sounds like. This is just so different. Because a market in Japan sounds different than a market in Croatia. Croatia. <laughs> <laughs> this, 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 is, this is just how it is. It is. And I also want to say that we love integrating sound now with our travels. For example, today was a sound journey for us. And it's because we went out there with the intention of recording sounds. Yes, we went to a train station here in Zagreb and first time, you know, when I recorded, maybe I make a podcast or we make an episode about my trip in Vietnam when I did a one-month motorbike trip and I recorded all these different train sounds. But today's train station, a train came in from right to left and the brakes, there. you know what, you can just listen to it. I have the sound right here.
this is so cool. This is a sound that I don't get in Vietnam, that I don't get in, uh, let's say, in the United States, because the trains are just different, the locomotives are different, and it's so different. So if you are creating a soundscape, you have a video project in Croatia, now with these sounds from Croatia that we recorded, you can use the real sounds. And there's something that two months ago, when we went to one of our fitness studios, we have like a private fitness studio, and there is a filmmaker. And we had a conversation with her, and she said that she struggles finding quality sounds from Croatia. Sometimes they have to use for their project sounds from other countries. And I feel like, wow, that's not authentic. But it's like, yes, I know. So record yourself. We don't have the time. We don't have the budget. You see, there is always this mindset of our sound is not important. Mm. No, it is. Or when we went to the national park and we saw this camera team and the wind was blowing and I see them having this 100,000 euro camera <laughs> facing the waterfall. And then I see the sound person who is also, yeah, he's he's not a sound person. He was just with the camera. And then he has this little microphone without even a wind protection, just a foam. And then I, I then I, I touch my palm. I'm like, what, why? Sound is so important. You need good audio. But then on the other hand, of course I go in, I go there and say, hey, you know what? You should check out free to you sounds. <laughs> I might my have the sound card. for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to sound mean, but since I understand and I love sound, it kind of makes me upset sometimes when I see how less people care about sound. But on the other hand, it motivates me to teach them. You want to be a sound advocate. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you want to tell the people about the importance of sound. Yes, and sometimes I do it. And there are people who are coming to me and ask, hey, what is this thing? What do you have? I get sometimes a little annoyed when they say, is this a camera? <sighs> Where do you, is the lens? Where do you see the lens? There's a fluffy. You see this? And and but maybe I was the same person. Yes, I, five years ago, ten years ago, I maybe would have reacted the same. Is this a, maybe a camera hiding behind something? Maybe it's like an, in Germany, you say Alkönig to the cars that are unrevealed. You know. Well, but I have headphones on, and there's this thing with a cable. I don't know, but. Sometimes I, I have, after a question like this, more questions for them. <laughs> but I'm not mean, you know, I'm, I'm telling you. And then they listen and I and then they you can really tell, like, oh, wow, I have never thought about this. Yes. So if you're a sound engineer uh, listening right now to the podcast, I make your job that you have in the dark studio visible to the people out there when I talk with them. Mm. I let them know how important your role is in the movie world. For example, animation. It doesn't have to be always movie or music makers. People really don't know much about sound. Mm -hmm. And I know that by having one-on-one -on -one conversations on the street, I can make a difference to them by giving them more knowledge. Mm -hmm. And I always love to tell talk. people and talk <laughs> about it. But it's funny when I know that sometimes... I see people and then I see in their eyes, you know, you can tell when they're shutting down and they want to leave and they, I know I have enough information. But what my, what sometimes I don't want to let them go. And all what I do is 
Same what I do right now. <laughs> I just talk a little faster, faster, and then I don't have the breaks where they can. Okay, thank you. I don't give them the time. I do this sometimes just for fun. <laughs> you remember, Libby, in Dubrovnik? There, there's so many times where I'm the one having to pull you away sometimes. <laughs> in the B.O.M.B.O. Oh, yes. In the in our organic food store, I was having to pull you away from talking to them. <laughs> now imagine this. We just spent the last three weeks traveling around Croatia. Now we live in Dubrovnik and Split and Pula. And now imagine I come in and I said, we are back. And they're like, oh, they, they already know me. And then I start, yeah, we went to Dubrovnik first and then we are in Split, Pula. And I tell them the whole story, but, you know, the line is getting longer. <laughs> and I'm the one saying... Marcel, come on. There are people. Oh, they can wait. <laughs> he said that. They can wait. I'm talking. <laughs> I'm a customer too. <laughs> okay, so now let's go back to 2017. Right? Yes, yes. Let's let's talk about 2017 because I know that you were very enthusiastic about sound recording because you started recording the ambience with the Zoom H1. We weren't able to use anything that you had recorded for my video project, but your enthusiasm never went away. It's the same as when you came in that door into the hotel room in CM Reap. It's never left. You have the same drive and passion and excitement about sound recording with that $100 recorder as you do now with a very expensive audio setup with many different types of microphones and recording devices. You have a lot with you now. When we're talking about all this, there's so much that has happened in these three years and so much you've learned. What did you think? What, what did you think then? Back then, you had this recorder. How, how do you continue with something from then until now? This is what I'm asking because I am a type of person who wants to always see some some sort of immediate outcome. <laughs> I don't know. It's something I struggle with. Mm -hmm. It's something instantaneously. I want to see that I'm on the right path. I want to know that I'm doing the right things, that everything is lined up for me. And you did not have that. You You just had your excitement towards the craft. But how did you know that this was going to lead you somewhere? Well, sometimes it's better you don't know. You just go with the flow. You live from one day to the other and just stick with it. Because I had nothing that I can compare myself to because I don't know who, is el who else is out there who does something similar. That's the problem with the Libby and Marcel YouTube channel, for example. There were just already so much out there where you compare yourself to and then you look at their numbers, you see what they're doing, then you look, where are we at that point? Why aren't we there? And that's the reason why you quit. That's the reason why you want to give up, because you feel yourself, I'm not worthy enough, I don't have the authority, people are not going to listen to me, you know what, I'm just going to quit. With 3D Sounds, there wasn't anything like this. It was only me and the recorder and you weren't even a part of it. I was just going to say that. I didn't want to interrupt you, but I'm going to be completely honest and put it in writing on this podcast that if I was there from the beginning as I am now, 
I really think it wouldn't have turned out the way it has because you were able to be you and do what you wanted to do. And I was totally hands off. I was, it was you, it was your thing. And then it was later that I got involved in it. But I'm so glad that I wasn't involved in the beginning. I know that sounds terrible, but knowing me and being a negative Nancy about some things or just a Debbie Downer, I would have found <laughs> whatever name you want to give me. I, I feel like I would have somehow turned it into a this isn't fast enough type situation. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I wish, well, I know it's something that I'm working on because that's no longer my prerogative, especially with Freedia Sounds and my mind, how I've changed my mind about how to create. It's become more about creating instead of this quick results. Well, I do have to say that when I had all the money in the bank account already, from the biggest risk. That was the previous episode. Yes. There was no pressure. Because I know I have easy one and a half years, two years, that I don't have to think about money or anything. I think that's a big release that you have. So I can focus on this project, on this passion, on this new love that I found. You know, I loved cycling I loved soccer but when I did all these things I always had to focus on something else was it an apprenticeship was it school was it work there's always something else that what can I say blocked me from what I really want to do and what I really want to invest my time on but when I had video sounds I knew I don't have to do anything else what you mean is you were able to focus your time and your energy into one place and one project, and that was called Worldwide Sound Effects at the time. And I think that's so important that people know that you didn't spread yourself too thin. You just had one focal point. Yeah, and it was Worldwide Sound Effects for just a little bit of time. You know, we posted these videos and sounds on YouTube, but we know after we posted several videos and we got feedback, worldwide sound effects might be not the way we should go. We should want to find something else because we want to provide these royalty-free sound effects to so many creators out there. But with worldwide sound effects, I don't know how they could have turned out. Also, it's about SEO too. Search optimization on search, Google. Search engine optimization. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Thank it's you. okay. Robot Libby just <laughs> corrected <laughs> you. <laughs> Thank you, Robot Libby, for the correction. Yeah. SEO is very important. Also, if you think about a name, make it searchable. Find out what people are looking for, and then you can create your name around these search engine optimizations. And with 3 Sounds, we thought that's a great name. And it didn't even took long. Maybe just a couple of minutes until you said, you know what? Just try Freedio Sounds. Yeah. That's, that's it? That's it. Sometimes these things just come to me. I don't think of the ideas. The ideas come to my head. We had a lot of great ideas and names in the past of other projects we touched based on but didn't realize. But the names were always great. Mm, yes. 
And it's also important that we mention that when we picked the name Free to Use Sounds, we wanted it to be cohesive on all platforms. We wanted a .com. We wanted everything to be the same because we had struggled with this in the past with our other ventures that we had different handles on different platforms. And it just was such a headache because now it's so easy just to say, you can find us at Radio Sounds everywhere. That is right. So another great advice from Libby, if you thinking about creating a company, a business or a passion project, make sure that you always go on who is, I think. Yeah, and name name checker. Name checker is the one that we did that'll show you on Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, everything, every platform. It'll say if it's available, um, and then you can kind of decide from there if you want to go that route. So make sure if you do it, if you want to create a company or a name for your brand, that you have cohesive handles. Also, if you have a brand name, let's give you an example of Freedio Sounds. You know, you can create. Freedio Sound, just without an S. So somebody did this already on YouTube. So there is somebody out who's using Freedio Sound instead of Freedio Sounds. If you have a company and you know, I can recreate it with an E, with an S, you better save these handles too. Maybe the website as well, just buy it. And then you have no trouble and you can always build up. Now imagine you have freediosound.com, a bot on Google domain, for example, then you can also re, uh, what's the word? You, you can, can redirect it. Yeah. You can redirect to your main website. Some people do this. That is great. Instead of having somebody else using your name just without an S, because sometimes people go on Google and then they forget an S and then they go on their website. Then they take the benefit of your hard work. And it confuses your audience too. If they're looking for you and they go on the wrong website might think you don't exist anymore or that you've completely changed your brand. We're just saying this because we, we're dealing with it. It's honestly the best advice we can give you. Just try to save every handle that you can. I know we just talked about all these business things with the handles and the URL, but I'm wondering from your perspective, when did this project of Freedio Sounds take the next step, which you could call a business at this point. Yeah, but you know, the word business for me is always so, sounds like there's no soul, no heart in it because it, it's just a passion project. But from the legal perspective, isn't business, we created an LLC. And that's because it was way more sustainable. We could see there are daily, weekly income coming in and you can't just not do anything with it. You can't just take the money. No, you have to go the right route. And so we created an LLC. But it's very important that money just falls from the sky, you know, <laughs> especially if you give stuff away for free. But I got a message sometimes from people who ask me, hey, can we donate you or can we pay for it? And then you had the idea, you know what, you should just put a donation button on your website that Libby created. She created a, a blog website based on the sounds we you know, document the sounds on, or I wrote it in my weird English. <laughs> so we I'm didn't even do any corrections. I'm still going through all the, the backlog blogs and, and fixing up and helping it be more SEO friendly and, and everything. And then we put the 
coffee button on it. And I always remember Justin Green from L.A. He was the first person. He's our first, yes. Yes. First $3. Poof. And when I got these $3, I was so happy. I was like, wow, somebody really just did this. And then if you have listened to the previous episode and I talked about the voice in my head told me, you just need more time. Something is going to happening. You will figure it out. This came back to me and said, maybe this is the voice in my head. Maybe this is the idea that I have to put all my energy and my focus on to make something out of it. I don't know where it leads you, but if you can make $3, maybe you can make 30, 300, 3,000, 3,000, 3 million, 3 billion dollars. <laughs> You're so ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is then the business mindset behind the story without losing the heart, the, the heart and the passion. Because you're not getting rich from it. But maybe. <laughs> it's all about the reach, right? Yes. It's all about the reach because it is a digital product that people need. And the only way to know that is by putting yourself out there. Yeah. And if you don't do that, then it's going to be hard in this business. In this day and age, honestly, that you, that you need to put yourself out there. To be able to reach people. And that's then something that you've done. You've put yourself in very vulnerable positions. But this is how you've been able to connect with so many people in a very real and authentic way. And that wouldn't happen if, if no one knew the, the Marcel. Oh, this is a great point, Libby. Self-marketing. And there are, I would say, let's say three ways. There is the way that you can have your sound libraries promoted on a website where they take a cut or you do a similar way that I did. You create your own business model with your own website and then you have to really focus on self-marketing and self-promoting or there is a third way and this is your way that I have no idea from <laughs> and nobody else. These are your ideas in your head. So just use these two examples and then find your own way. What is simply the best now, when I look back, or if you listen to this podcast, this is something Libby and I can really talk about it because we experience it. And you know how cool it is <laughs> if you're listening right now and you have an idea and then you think, you know what, I'm going to do something with that. And then who knows, maybe in three years, you have your own podcast. You have something that you did, that you created and nobody else. And you can talk about it. How cool is that, Libby? That is really cool. And I think that is a, a great way to wind down because there is so much information about Freedio Sounds. But I feel like what we want to hit home with you and to, to wrap things up is you have no idea what you're capable of doing in this lifetime. And you have no idea what an idea can do for you and where it can take you. And the perfect example of that is Free to You Sounds. When Marcel came to me the first day and said, I want to do that, I really want to record sounds, I didn't know how far you were going to take it. No idea. Absolutely no idea. And we have no idea what's in the future. Is it sustainable or not? But you can find out by just following us along the way 
on Instagram, on Facebook, here on this podcast. I kind of want to say a little bit more. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Please go on, Livy. <laughs> it's okay. What, what else I wanted to say was we understand it's hard to tell what, the, what your future holds for you. But if you're able to stick with something and focus your energy and your time and your love on one specific project, you really don't know what you're capable of doing. I know that sounds very, I don't know, like you would read it on a board someplace, on a poster. <laughs> Vision board? I, I don't know, something. But the truth of the matter is you don't know. You don't know what you're capable of doing unless you stick with something. Your habits and how you spend your time is the best indicator of the direction you're going in your life. Okay, now I have a question for you. What would you tell somebody who has an idea but is occupied by a job? Well, I think one thing they could do is focus all of the time that they have available on it. Because you can't focus 100% of yourself on something right now doesn't mean you shouldn't concentrate at all on it. It's, that's, that's similar to any aspect of your life, eating healthy, working out, anything. Some people have the mindset all or nothing. But if you do nothing, that is zero growth. That's going backwards. It's not going forward. So if you're able just to even think and visualize about the future you want, that is better than not doing anything at all. And I think it's important to take any sort of action, any action, because if you do nothing, <laughs> that is exactly what it is, nothing. Something is something, and starting is what you have to do. And Marcel, he's a doer. He's a guy who starts stuff and he goes for it. You don't take too much time to deliberate and to think about things. You go for it because you'd rather put your time and your energy into actually doing something versus thinking about it. But that's not how everyone does everything. But without a doubt, the most important thing to do is to start. And this is for us to end this podcast. You start creating and we ending this podcast. What do you think? I think that's a good way to go. And we also want to mention, if you have any questions, any feedback, anything, you can always email us hello at freedusounds.com. We are two human beings behind the screen that you will be getting a message from. So we're people. We have no other help. It's just us. It's a two-person business, as we mentioned before. And it's so important for us to connect with real people out there. And if we're able to resonate with you in any way, oh, wow, if you can let us know, that really uplifts us. And you can also reach out to us on any of the platforms, as we mentioned, at Freedue Sounds everywhere. <laughs> that is correct. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you all had a wonderful Halloween. <laughs>